Welcome to another episode of the Chad Prather Show. We are in, well, we're not in Studio 22. We're in, uh, we're in the actual mothership. We're at my house. <laughs> this feels weird to do it here. Uh, yeah, Brandon and George are in the uh, Studio 22 back there at uh, Blaze Studios. You boys there, let me see you. Look at you guys as you drive us into the Yo. insanity. Oh, yeah. And a lot of people are asking me, they're like, where's Chris Cruz? Where's Chris Cruz? Well, Chris is doing some other things for the Blaze right now. And uh, uh, Chris is, uh, God bless him, he's just doing stuff. That's a busy dude. I think Chris has been around the Blaze for about seven years, yep. something like that. So he's basically running the joint at this place. So he's he's a busy, busy man. Y'all pray for Chris. Uh, but uh, anyway, appreciate George and Brandon. It's kind of giving me giving me a mental health break this week. I, uh, I've been on the road so dadgum much, and I just said, you know what, guys, let's just let me just tape from home. And let's just try to chill. And then, of course, wouldn't you know it, wouldn't you know it, right off the bat, the Wi-Fi on Tuesday was under repair here in my community. They just did that like two months ago. So I'm like, how good do you want the Wi-Fi to be? Apparently it's pretty good because you guys are <laughs> able to pick up on me here. So um, I appreciate George and, and Brandon for doing what they're doing. And It's Thursday, right? We're heading into the weekend. Where am I going to be? Tomorrow I will be in Dallas at Gillies. That's right, Gillies. I rode the bull at Gillies and bust my face. I'll be at Gillies with uh, Barb Allen. You, you know, she's uh, she's been a guest on our show, and uh, she has this thing called the Great American Syndicate, where she gets together some really cool influencers and puts them on a stage over a weekend, and and uh, they talk about just life and success and coaching and business and networking and and how to go out there and, and build this parallel economy and, and be motivated while you do it. So I'm thankful that uh, tomorrow night they're going to let me get on the stage and talk to them for a little bit. I think I'm the last speaker before the after party, before the VIP party. But uh, some pretty cool people. Dr. McCullough is going to be there. Peter McCullough, um, uh, Alan West, Colonel Alan West is going to be there. Anthony Russo, who of course, has been on the Chad Prather show. Barb Allen. And um, there's just uh, my buddy Ryan Weaver, who's actually going to be with us in studio on Monday. Incredible musician out of Nashville. You guys have heard our song that we did together called He's Still Your President. Still my most downloaded and streamed song, even to this day, with Trump not in office. That's why when people attack me and say, oh, you're sold out, you're sold out, you're, not, you're, you're showing your real colors. Are you kidding me? Do you know how much I've lost because of Trump over the years? <laughs> I mean, I'm the dude, like I've lost a small fortune. In both Hollywood and the entertainment industry and the music industry in Nashville, by being aligned with uh, as a MAGA Trump supporter, put supporter. Listen, I still consider myself MAGA. I believe in making America great again. So y'all kiss my ass on that whole deal. But still, <laughs> my most downloaded, my most streamed song. He's still your president. Ryan Weaver and I did that song together, and he will be in studio with us on Monday. And then, uh, and then uh, we got some more surprises for you next week. But yeah, dude, I mean, it's like these people want to go nuts. Every time I get on stage, I was in Tampa this past weekend, had four sold out shows there in Tampa in the Wesley Chapel side splitters. Thank you guys for coming out. And everywhere I get on, I, I talk about how much I, I think Trump is awesome. I think he's great. Uh, is he sometimes his own worst enemy? Absolutely. I believe that he is, especially when you got to win a general election and they got 81 million points. They know they can put on the board just by turning a knob. However, they got that election last time. You don't think they won't do that shit again. They can do it. And so here we are. Um, you know, he's got to win a general election. He's got to overcome what I call a mathematical entity, an algorithm. And um, he can't he can't do that by shooting himself in the foot. And you know what? If you truly support Trump, 
you'll you will do your best to try to hold him accountable and say this is not the way. Of course, he'll attack you too, but uh, it's that's not that's not the way. I'm all for. Um, and here goes here goes Siri again trying to tell me uh, all the things that she's not understanding. When you see me go up there and grab that computer like that, that's Siri hearing me. It, Siri's trying to solve all my problems. But uh, we we listen. We got a we got a real enemy. We've got a real enemy out there uh, in in this O Biden administration, this leftist progressive Riri administration out there that you know is being controlled by radicals man and and shoved down your throat where they're wanting to crash the economy and destroy our constitutional foundation and values and the fabric of our society and push this woke agenda and make everything green and make the dollar obsolete we got a real enemy out there we got a mental health crisis we got a homeless crisis you know we got a veteran crisis uh, you can't even go shopping anymore without being inundated by with by somebody's sexual perversion. Uh, you can't turn the TV on anymore without being just having it ru- just slam down your throat. And you know what? We got a real enemy out there, and it ain't it ain't Ron DeSantis. I don't care what you say, it ain't Ron DeSantis. Um, and every dadgum one of you out there, if Ron DeSantis is the candidate on the Republican ticket, you'll vote for him. So ease up on the vitriol, okay? I literally had somebody send me a message and said, we're trying to start our own country. Well, you and your 47 followers on Twitter, good luck, okay? Because <laughs> I, I don't think you're off to a real great start in building that foundation. Um, it, it, that's the kind of stuff that I'm like, I, y'all, you're, you're getting out of touch with reality at this point. But anyway, I digress. Uh, while I was in Florida, Brandon, you'll appreciate this. I, uh, I let a dude play with my ass. I don't think that's what they do in Florida, and I wasn't at Disney. <laughs> but I let a guy play with my ass. No, uh, full story, my buddy uh, Michael Ipok, he's got uh, the, um, oh gosh, I'm going to mess up the name. The Wire Spring is the clinic there in Wesley Chapel. And uh, Mike Ipok in IPOCK. He's a cool, cool nurse practitioner there. And he gave me some uh, testosterone pellets because I'm 50 years old. You know, I'll, I'll go through my phases where I'll, the testosterone gets low and you give yourself the shots and, and uh, it makes you feel a whole lot better if you're a dude. You know, a lot of times if you're dealing with depression or just anxiety or a lot of stuff, you might be depleted. And those chemicals make a big difference, those hormones. And that's that's the amazing thing about hormones is it's like, um, I know what happens when my testosterone gets low and, and they start giving me those hormones and I know how it changes my mental function, my acuity. I know how it changes my sharpness, my energy, all that. I can't imagine them wanting to take those types of hormones and give them to 14-year-olds and 13-year-olds. And You know what I'm saying? These people who aren't fully developed and aren't mature biologically and, and physiologically. And, you know, it's like, oh, you want to talk about screwing somebody up. And so I went down there. He gave me some pellets, put them right in my ass. So I'm sitting on a sore ass. And, uh, man, I feel good. I feel good, man. Like four days after he gave them to me, he gave them to me last Saturday. Yeah, I'm ready to take over the world. Let's go, baby. And uh, drop a little bit of this belly fat while we're at it. Who knows? We'll see what's happening. But I was thinking about that whole testosterone thing. And I was like, I can remember when I was playing baseball in, uh, in Georgia. And I can remember being 16, 17 years old with a plan of being a college prospect, which I was. Uh, and I can remember weighing, I think, 175 pounds. And I wanted to be, you know, at, at the time, I think I was bench pressing 
um, God, I don't know, about 275, maybe 285, something like that. So I was, I was a, you know, getting close to 300 pounds. The most I ever bitch pressed in my entire life, I think I was doing like 325. I was a pretty big dude once upon a, once upon a, once upon a pretty strong kid. Uh, but I could not gain weight. I couldn't gain any muscle. And so I can remember talking to some of my buddies back then about, man, I wish we could get some testosterone. I wish we, I, I wish we could get some. <laughs> let me turn that. Let me. There's Siri trying to tell me what to do with my ass again. <laughs> All right. So I, uh, she's thinking about it again. The, uh, I, uh, I can remember trying to tell my buddies, I was like, listen, if we could get some testosterone, get on some juice, get on some steroids, you know. Uh, man, that would make a that make all the difference in the world. And we kind of laughed it off because we knew you can't do that. One, it's illegal. Uh, it, you couldn't do it and still play ball if you peed in a cup and they found that stuff, performing enhance, enhancement drugs. And also, if I went into the doctor and I said, hey, doc, I'm 17 years old. I'm an athlete and I want to go out and I want to uh, I want to, you know, bulk up. Will you give me some testosterone to be a stronger dude, you know, athlete, baseball player? You know what he'd have said? He'd have said, absolutely not. We can't do that for you. There's no way we could do that. But if I'd have said, you know, hey, uh, if I was a female and I came in there and I said, well, I identify as a male. If I identify as a man, well, then they're more than happy to do it. So the hypocrisy of that whole deal is absolutely stupid. If it's wrong to do it in one sense, then why is it okay to do it in the other sense? And so that just got me thinking over the weekend of how stupid and hypocritical it just double standard we've become with all of this stuff when they're talking about giving hormones to kids because they have some kind of gender dysphoria. It's, it's insane. But, um, you know, I've, uh, we've got some cool stuff coming up. I mean, I tell you, and me and my testosterone, me and my, my ass full of pellets, we're going to be in uh, <laughs> Abilene, Texas next week. That's already sold out. We're going to be in Lawton, Oklahoma. Um, I think there may be a couple of tickets left for that thing. Go check it out there at the Vasca Theater, which is a cool spot. Then we're going to be in Arlington, Texas, at Arlington Music Hall on the 10th of June. And then we've got two cool, shoes, two, two, cool, two cool shows coming up with me and Zach Rushing. We're going to be in Biloxi, Mississippi. That thing's got a couple of tickets left. Actually, when it when we sell it out, we can open up a whole other balcony level in that place there in Biloxi. But I, it pre-sold before it even went on sale. It pre-sold 250 tickets. So selling quick. If you're in the Biloxi area, come on, let's go down there and have a party so big that we just fall off into the Gulf and end our misery. And then we're going to be in um, Zach and I are going to be in Beaumont. That's that's 2,400 of our closest friends. There, the Jefferson Theater. Go to uh, chadpads.com or uh, chadpratherlive.com and check it out. But um, cool stuff's going on, man. I, I, my new 76forever.com is up and running. That's uh, cool. We're giving away that electric bike. Brandon, I'm telling you, dude, this e-bike is badass, dude. And, of course, I put a post out the other day saying, hey, for every time you enter, you buy something at 76forever.com, get a T-shirt, get a hat. For every dollar, you're spend, every dollar you spend, up to $1,000, every dollar is an entry to win this e-bike. It's like a $3,000 bike. It's cool. This thing goes like 25, 30 miles an hour. I mean, you could hurt yourself on this thing. I mean, you could drive <laughs> eight miles out. You know, If you're a hunter, if you're a fisherman, you want to get out in the wilderness – or maybe you're older, you know, like I live a mile from the grocery store. It'd kind of be cool if I want to go pick something up. And I'm a lazy fat ass. I don't want to drive all the way. And maybe I don't want to burn up the ozone. I want to go over there. I just want to jump on my bike and ride, you know. It's just kind of a cool thing to have. And we're giving away for free. Man, you would have thought that I was giving away somebody's dead grandmother's bones, bro. They were like, we don't want this Asian crap. You know, are you going green? 
<laughs> like, no, we're just trying to give you something cool, man. Because if we make money off of that, then we get invested in like maybe we give you a Yamaha or a Polaris side by side. Or maybe we do yeah. like the Hodge twins because we're doing it through the same group. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe we give away, you know, a Ram truck. You know, they just gave away a truck at ten thousand dollars worth of stuff. And then they fly down there. They give it away to these people. It's a cool thing. Man, they gave away a Jeep a couple of weeks ago. Like we're building up to that. It's like, could you please, could you please not get so crazy? I mean, listen, we, we're doing the best we can here with the stuff. No, we don't want to support Uyghur slaves. But you know, too late. We got access to this. We'll <laughs> give late. it to you. you probably already. I mean, it's, it's already made. Yeah. Also, but I, I mean, looked at it. Again, it looks pretty bitching, to be honest. Like I've considered getting oh, one because I could get to work bro. in like twenty minutes on that thing. Yeah, you could on one charge. Yeah, and then I mean the t- the tires on that sucker are like that thick. I mean you you can off road. Honestly, that I mean, thing you could would do probably some heavy. It'd probably be better in the winter than my car stalking. does down here. My car is useless <laughs> when it when it when it snows and we get the ice. That thing would probably work better. Yeah, but yeah, it's not great when you're getting mad about free stuff. No, no, and I mean like look, we we've got access to this e bike. It's a three thousand dollar deal. Um. It's a cool thing, and, and I promise you, everything in your automobile has a part that came from Asia, <laughs> somewhere in Asia. Uh, I, I understand the virtue. I, listen, when I'm sitting here talking about I said to you yesterday on the show, it's impossible to completely pull out of everything we're doing because, again, that's the stuff that's thrown our direction. Um, now, I will tell you this, which is pretty cool. I'm going to do this. My buddy, Seth Weathers, you've seen this online. He's got his new... Uh, ultra right beer uh he, I, he texted me the other day he said i'm gonna send you a pack and he goes uh, it's this is from uh, his brand conservative dad i drank this on social media on tuesday and people are like that's anheuser-busch and i was like no it's a cool looking can but it is not anheuser-busch this is actually uh this is uh you can go over to uh, ultra right beer on social media but this thing is is bottled in uh is it's Big Kettle Brewing, Lawrenceville, Georgia. You go to ultrarightbeer.com and uh, 100% woke-free American beer. I assure you that's not Anheuser-Busch. And then Seth's little deal on the back, it says, eat steak, lift weights, be uncensorable, drink a little beer. And I cracked one of these open uh, the other day and had a sip, and it's it's a good light beer. Mmm. God, that reminds me of college. Uh, <laughs> It's got it's got that it's got that flavor to it. There are certain beers that remind me of certain things. You know what I mean? And that one that one right there reminds me of college uh, when we were actually spending money on beer and not drinking the cheap shit. Uh, man, oh man, oh man, oh man. Uh, I, listen, we're dealing with this. Uh, we're dealing with this uh, U.S. defaulting on its debt and the debt ceiling deal and all this kind of stuff. And the bottom line, listen, we are further destabilizing the U.S.'s position in the global as a global economic leader and um, you know, who knows what's going to happen with this whole deal. But I just tell you the federal government, they it's reckless with their spending. Uh, And so here we are trying to appease an administration and and raise that debt ceiling for the 79th time. And it's, it's it's paving way for more spending. Uh, It's devastation of the dollar. So here's what I want you to do. Times like these are a great reminder to uh, diversify a portion of your savings into gold. And you could do that with the help of Birch Gold. And the easiest way to do it is this way. Listen, uh, you can convert an existing IRA or 401k into an IRA in gold. And you don't have to pay a penny out of pocket. So you got, you know, Brazil, Russia, India, China, South Africa. They're coming together against the dollar. And more and more of the central banks are diversifying. And they're buying gold. 
Um, so you need to follow their lead. So text CHAD, I spell it Chad, to 989898 to get your free info kit on goal. There's no obligation, just the information. And they got an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau, thousands of happy customers. Birch Gold can help protect your savings, too. Text Chad to 989898. Do it. Take action today. And we'll be right back. All right, guys. Welcome back. Uh, man, oh man, oh man, oh man. This debt ceiling thing. This um, raising the, the the deal. I, I, you know, I like Chip Roy. I like. I think Chip Roy is a trustworthy guy in Congress. I spent some time with him a couple of weeks ago. By the way, uh, our we were at the Nefarious premiere, the movie premiere, uh, our buddy Steve Dace's movie. Uh, which will be available June 2nd on streaming services across the board everywhere. So make sure that you guys, if you didn't get out to the movie theater or it was too far away from you, it wasn't local to you, make sure that you stream it uh, nefarious. You can get it uh, wherever streaming services are. And um, yeah, it's cool. I wish we had it on the blaze. I wish we had a, you know, if you were a subscriber of the blaze, I wish you could watch it there, but it is wherever movies are offered. Uh, so check it out. But we were at the movie premiere. Uh, Chip Roy sat right next to me, and we were kind of joking with each other on a couple of things. And I said, dude, are you just tired of kicking ass at this point? And he goes, dude, I'm just getting started. And I was like, good, because there's going to be a lot of asses that need kicking. I mean, this thing is just getting dumber and dumber as we go. And, uh, of course, he he had something to say about this whole deal between uh, Kevin McCarthy and Joe Biden in this negotiation. Uh, play the clip. I personally think this was a complete and total sellout of everything that we accomplished in January, everything that we did in the first Limit, Save, and Grow Act, and everything we accomplished with HR2. You're right. I think it is a, I think it is a betrayal of the power-sharing arrangement we put in place that would protect the Republican Party to make sure we could advance the ball forward. We are not blind to the fact that we have to figure out how to get 218 votes. We understand that's hard. We had a process that was working. That process was completely abandoned last week. The deal was cut, and that was a betrayal of the agreement that we had reached in order to create something that we thought would work. That's what I'm getting at. So I'm going to try to fix that today. If I cannot, in the Rules Committee, when I go fight this in the Rules Committee, if I can't kill it, if we can't kill it on the floor tomorrow, then we're going to have to then regroup and figure out the whole leadership arrangement again. I cannot disagree. I cannot disagree. I think he's 100%. In fact, I'm going I'm to here. I'm give Chip Roy the sissy award right there because he's got a set. <laughs> he's got a set. There, that's, uh, that's for Chip Roy right there. Oh, my God, dude. I, it's, it's insane. Uh, here's what uh, uh, Matt Gates had to say about this deal with McCarthy. Play it. What will the what will the Freedom Caucus do if the, the, the people who are objecting to this bill get overridden, if the Republicans get overridden by a... Uh, a Republican speaker teaming up with Democrats to pass this bill. Again, I think the operative question there is whether or not the speaker can get to a majority of the majority. If, if a majority of Republicans are against a piece of legislation and you use Democrats to pass it, that would immediately be a black letter violation of the deal we had with McCarthy to allow his assent to the speakership, and it would likely trigger an immediate motion to vacate. I think Speaker McCarthy knows that. That's why he's working hard to make sure that he gets you know, 120, 150, 160 votes, and that's why those 
of us who are not supportive of the bill are trying to point out that many of the changes are cosmetic in nature and Joe Biden's administration is going to be able to waive uh, certain requirements and certain conditions that sound like great talking points, but that don't save the country from the ruin that the Biden administration is bringing us to. Guys, we're in trouble. I, listen, bottom line, when, you, when you're this many trillions of dollars in debt, I mean, it, it, you have the nations of the world who are already conspiring against you to make sure that you go into a financial, not just spiral, but an absolute collapse. And then you have you know, Democrats on on that are in this administration who do not care. I mean, they absolutely want they want deficits. They want debts. They want, as parody AOC and real AOC say, they want to spend their way out of inflation. But they're doing it by just printing money. You can't continue with this. This is common sense. And now you have Kevin McCarthy, who is, as Chip Roy and Matt Gates have both have stated, he's violating the whole, you know, the, the, the concessions that he made, that he agreed to. Uh, when they gave him the speakership. And, you know, again, did we really think Kevin McCarthy was going to last Is in terms of his sense of uh, keeping his word? Absolutely not. Because, again, we're dealing with the freaking uniparty, man. We're dealing with people who are who are just rhinos. They are not Republicans. They're not true conservatives. They don't have a backbone. We continue to bend over. I mean, that's why the Democrats always freaking win. They don't bend. They don't bend. They don't stop. They put their line in the freaking sand, and they don't they don't smear it out and draw it again whenever you encroach it. No, they 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 stay there. They're freaking immovable. And you know why? Because we have proven to them over and over again, on the right side of the aisle, that we'll bend, that we'll break, that we'll capitulate every single freaking time to what they want. And this is exactly what's happening. So I believe what Chip Roy said. It's a sellout. It's a sellout. Kevin McCarthy has now violated his deal with House Republicans to get the speakership, and you're going to live with the results of it. You're going to live. This is politics. This is big government politics. Everywhere it goes, it's a blob that consumes everything it touches. It will eat you up. It will spit you out, and there will be nothing left. You're going to wake up, and there will be nothing left. There's nothing left of this country that we know of. I mean, my God. Look at the values we've lost. There's no, there's no sense of justice anymore. There's no sense of law and order. Look at all the tyranny that I've always listed off to you, all the different things that we see. You can't even, you can't, listen, you, you want some free shit? Go to the store. Go to San Francisco. Go to Portland. Go, go to any big city. Go into Dallas, Texas. Go into Houston. And just go into your local CVS. Go into your pharmacy. Pile up a bag of shit. Stuff, you know, just don't go over $750 and walk out the door with it. You could do that because there's no sense of justice anymore. Do you think that they're going to have a sense of justice when it comes to your finances? No, they're, they've, they've already hidden their money. They've already laundered their stuff. They don't care about you anymore. They don't care about your well-being. They're keeping us distracted with a woke BS agenda. They're throwing different flags at us, different communities, different symbols of oppression, different victimizations, and, and all of this crap that we're out there talking about, and arguing about, and making our memes about, and joking about, laughing at, and the stupid stuff they say on The View, and the uniparties inside the Washington, D.C. Beltway screwing you and me. And you know what we do? We pay our taxes every year in order to fund it. It's ridiculous, the stuff that we've capitulated to. You talk about Kevin McCarthy giving in. Oh, my God, the stuff we've given in to. I love that. You know, I, I wish so bad that 
you know, somebody else's idea. I wish so bad that I could make a T-shirt, you know, put George Washington's face on there. You've seen the one where it says, you know, me and my homies would be stacking bodies by now. <laughs> that's, that's one of my favorite deals. I, I think that's 76 United or somebody. I don't know. But uh, God, I love that shirt. Me and my homies would be stacking bodies by now. <laughs> I mean, we won our independence. We went from being colonies to the United States and declared independence from the world's global super superpower under King George III because, you know, 3% of our population said, hey, 2% of taxes is too much. We're not going to pay that. And now we're being taxed to death in order to fund what? This nonsense, this absolute bullshit we see in Washington, D.C.? Uh, but somebody's got to pay their salaries. Somebody has to set these guys up. I mean, the fact that the fact that you got a guy in the White House who can't even remember his name and he's worth tens upon tens upon tens of million dollars. We have the evidence that's there that, that not only that he cheated to get into that position, he wasn't elected. He was selected. He was placed. And not only that, all the money that, that we see that they've gotten checks from China, checks from Ukraine, all these nefarious places around the world. And we're just what? OK with it. We're just OK with it. I mean, my God, you, you know, here's the deal. Here's the deal. You, you know what was different then versus now? What was different then versus now? For instance, you know why they, you know why first century Christianity changed history forever? Because uh, there's a verse in the Bible that says they loved not their lives even unto death. They loved not their lives even unto death. You want to know why we were able to win our independence and fight a revolutionary war and, and just with guerrilla tactics take over that world super superpower? Because men were willing to die. We're not willing to die anymore. We're too freaking comfortable. But see, that's the thing. When you live in a godless society that doesn't believe there's anything after this one and there's no eternity and there's nothing to live for for eternity, there's nothing to sacrifice for in order to be rewarded after this life, then you believe this life is all there is. And therefore, you're afraid to die. Now we have this fear of death and that fear of death has become our God. And therefore, we're not going to stand up. Hell, we don't even want to have anybody looking. They don't. We don't want people auditing our taxes, much less, you know, uh, putting us in the gas chamber. We're scared of everything. We're scared of our own shadow. We've all become these damn victims. We want somebody to feel sorry for us. We want cradle to grave care. And, and you know what? We want to we, we want to prolong our life as long as we can. That's why we bow down and worship at the altar of Big Pharma and, and the, the medical tyranny that's out there. Oh my God, that's why they were streaming freaking COVID numbers and turned that into a religion of safetyism during the pandemic because they knew that we were scared to die. And they got control over us. You're not going to change anything because we're a bunch of wimps. We're a bunch of weaklings. We're not living for anything. They haven't touched anything precious enough in your life yet that you're willing to die for it. And that, my friend, is the problem. Ah, you better clean your guns. I can tell you that. <laughs> uh, because one of these days they are going to touch something. This going to be worth that. And I want to encourage you to, uh, silly as it sounds, go get you some barrel, buddy. Get the barrel, buddy. Uh, you don't like cleaning your guns, but you need to do it. You need to be ready at all times, man. And uh, just find yourself out there in that little bit of silent meditation where you, uh, where you, just you and your firearm. And by the way, cleaning your gun helps you to learn more about your gun as well. You need to know how to disassemble it, re reassemble it. You need to know how to do it quickly, efficiently, effectively. And cleaning your gun helps you to do that. Now, I'm going to take the mess out of it with barrel, buddy, because they compress to fill the interior of your gun's barrel, making sure to clean the rifling grooves. And it comes in seven different sizes to match any 
any caliber firearm. And it's uh, the barrel butt is composed of polymers that don't leave behind the residual particles, so it's safer too. So it cleans by scrubbing and collecting the particulates, and then it absorbs any of the remaining residue, and it busts the interior surface clean. Uh, you can even lubricate your firearm while you're cleaning. So cleaning your gun, it really is an important step in being a responsible gun owner. Barrel Buddy is a totally new concept. It's a better way to take care of your firearm, so get some today. I guarantee you'll love them. Go to BarrelBuddy.com. That's BarrelBuddy.com, and we'll be right back. All right, uh, I tell you what, when I get riled up like that, you got to drink some beer. Mm. <laughs> I don't even drink a lot of beer with that whole deal. But um, all right, let's um, let's talk about uh, Jim Comey. I, I sometimes you forget people exist, you know. But the uh, former FBI director Jim Comey, he actually was defending the FBI after the Durham report that came out that basically says they were. What, what do you want to call it? Dereliction of duty. I mean, they were they were complicit in this whole deal with the Russian collusion hoax. I'll say it for what it is. Uh, play that clip. Do you acknowledge perhaps that some mistakes were made along the way? Oh, definitely. And they were found four years ago by the inspector general. So there's nothing new in this new document. What were some of those mistakes from your point of view? Oh, that the FBI didn't communicate clearly the status of certain sources. They didn't double check certain information before putting it in a court application for a foreign intelligence wiretap and a bunch of others. And so do you believe now, as these some of these politicians call for defunding of the FBI, that that has been corrected and that now the procedures are in place to avoid those kind of mistakes in the future? I think so. But in complex investigations, there's always going to be mistakes. It doesn't mean the FBI is incompetent, honest and independent. So, Director, with some distance now from your time there with that investigation and everything that came into that 2016 election, are there things that you wish you had done differently? Oh, plenty. I mean, plenty of small things. In the main, I think the FBI did it in the right way during a very difficult time in 2016. Yeah. Well, you know what? That's because that was your FBI and you got to cover your ass on that deal. I mean, <laughs> you, if you want to look up the definition of a lying piece of shit like that right there is the <laughs> picture that's going to be sitting there. I mean, you want to talk about the definition of incompetence as well. You flip over to the eyes and you run down I-N-C-O-M-P. Incompetence. There it is. Jim Comey. Uh, he, 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 you know the guy was slanted politically. You know the guy already hated Trump. The the guy, listen, he, he was across the board opposed to all that stuff. I mean, do you remember how that was whenever those guys were freaking, uh, you know, first the, the liberals hated him and then the conservatives hated him. I mean, this guy, was he was willing to run with any dog that a hunt. It's so, yeah, he's a piece of trash. To say that there's nothing new in this report, I would love to know if he's read it. I would really, really love to know if he's even read the Durham report, because I see some pretty intriguing things between pages 90 and 101. Um, if you, you just read those 11 pages, go go check that out. I mean, I, I think that's a pretty worthwhile. And I'm not going to read it for you. Y'all go out there and do your own research and go check it out. But check out some of those pages to see what it is, because I got a feeling that Jim Comey, when he says, oh, it's the same stuff that we do about, you know, in 2016. Bullshit. Bullshit. Ah, speaking of bullshit. Um. Oh, uh, let's let's talk about some of our other favorite people. Uh, let's go to let's go to number ten. I love I no, no don't play it yet. Don't play it yet. Let me just say, you know, Lindsey Graham goes over there and it did a circle jerk with Vladimir Zelensky in Ukraine. <laughs> it talks about how uh, our taxpayer money that's going over there, and I think he used the phrase "it's money well spent." Money well spent. This is Lindsey Graham. Um, wow. 
Uh, you want to talk about a, a definition of, of just these guys, as I talked about yesterday, not only pandering, but but playing both ends against the middle because, again, these guys don't stand for anything. Play this. Play that uh, Lindsey Graham clip, number 10. Ukrainians, rightfully, they want their land back. Putin doesn't want to give them any of it. He seems willing to expend lives endlessly on both sides of this thing. How does it end? Yeah. Well, here's how it ends. Uh, uh, you, I want to end the war in Ukraine by defeating Putin. The counteroffensive is afoot right now. Uh, in the last 400 and something days, the Ukrainians have defied every expectation. They've weakened and bloodied the Russian army inside of Ukraine. I expect major gains in the coming days and weeks. The Ukrainians uh, have had a weapon called the Storm Shadow provided by the British that's wreaking havoc on the Russians. They need longer, longer range rockets called ATACMs and they need cluster munitions uh, to defeat the Russians. Yeah. Uh, so let me just shorten that up. Uh, he, he wants more missiles in Ukraine because, again, these warmongers in Washington, D.C. that are big government, that man absolutely keeps them in their positions of power and in lines their pockets. They want to make sure that the war continues on. They don't want to. Do, and I love the way these guys, you know, always say Putin. I want to defeat Putin. I just want to defeat Putin. I love seeing a gay guy from South Carolina with a little <laughs> southern accent go, I want to defeat Putin. <laughs> I think you get turned on by a little Putin. You know what I'm saying? Um <laughs> <laughs> but Lizzie Graham wants war. Okay. All these guys, that's what they want. They want war. And by the way, I actually know the guy who supplies the uh, bullets to both sides. And I'm trying to get him on the show because he's made a lot of money uh, in this thing. And you know what, what he's not doing right now, he's not selling bullets to anybody. He's not selling bullets to either side. That's why a lot of the stuff has de-escalated and it slowed down. You know why? They don't have bullets to shoot at each other. So you know what they got to do? They got to ramp this shit back up. And people like Lindsey Graham come in there and say, well, they got to have some more of them Warhawks and they got to do some, you know, some of these uh, scatter bombs and some Husker do's and Husker don'ts and some and some bung whistles. And <laughs> he really is just naming them off like they're different fireworks. <laughs> exactly. It's like Joe Dirt. Joe Dirt, you taught me how to sell the good stuff. You know What? Man, you don't sell the good stuff. All you got is uh, snakes and bottle rockets. Oh. Yeah, it's just like why don't why don't we just send them literal nukes at this point? Let's just take this to its natural conclusion. I mean, that's what they want. They want World War Three at this point. Because again, as I've said, it's <laughs> these guys. Listen, they're issuing satellite phones to these fools. These senators are taking their satellite phones in case they get I don't know lost in traffic or something. Um, but they got these secure lines now. So if some shit blows up. Well, guess what? Mm, those guys are going to be safe. They're going to be perfectly fine. And you know what? A lot of people are going to survive through that thing. And again, call me a conspiracy theorist, but it sure does help the whole depopulation of the planet thing they've been pushing for a little while. I mean, it's it's a lot faster than euthanizing grandma in Canada. <laughs> you know, uh, it, it encouraging, you know, people to go get these uh, forced jabs and stuff like that before they can, you know, go out and buy toilet paper. Uh, is that, you know, just drop a couple of nuclear bombs and suddenly these elitists, this cabal, suddenly they got their own private island. It's called Earth. Um, <laughs> you know, but what do I know about anything like that? It sure would. It sure, I mean, but listen, uh, we it would not be a Chad Prather show if we didn't take you over to uh, Kamala Harris, <laughs> who uh, had this to say. I mean, can you imagine you're, you you want to go in the army, you go to West Point, 
and you're going to graduate from West Point, which is one hell of an accomplishment. I mean, the legacy of that is incredible uh, in terms of American history. I mean, the who's who who have been graduates of West Point. And you go to your graduation ceremony, and, and you got to listen to Kamala Harris. Uh, 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 play the clip. Your generation grew up online. <laughs> Technology that might be intimidating or unfamiliar to other generations to you is exciting and intuitive. You see what can be unburdened by what has been. And you have the agility and the ability to bring that potential to life. There it is. Um, I'm so <laughs> glad we heard that. Uh, you have got to see, uh, I can't even try to repeat that word salad and try to make any sense out of it. Dude. She's I, really, just, she's just what? growing on me. She's growing on me so much. She's is she? so dumb. She's just so dumb. You know, like every now and then I'm a guy, you're a guy, we're guys, George, you're a guy. We haven't really talked about all that very much, but I, I got to think that you guys have the same, you know, red-blooded male tendencies that most men have. You think about, you know, women every now and then. Yeah. I don't know, maybe you think about a guy every now and then. I hope you don't. I don't know. <laughs> if you do, you do. I can't, I can't stop that. But for the sake of my argument, I'm saying I hope you don't because I, 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 if you're attracted to women, like I, I think about certain women and I'm like, mm, nope, she doesn't do it for me. Kamala, nope, doesn't. Just absolutely does not do it for me on so many levels. Ah. And I think most of it is just the pure ignorance. Ah, well, speaking of pain, and she is a pain in the neck, you all experience pain from time to time. It's one of those few guarantees we have in life along with death and taxes uh, and uh, the downfall of the economy and the world under the Biden administration. But uh, listen, when pain happens, don't just sustain it and deal with it. Uh, don't just live with it. Come on, guys, do something about it. So um it's going to fill your world. It's going to steal your joy. It's going to steal your life from you. So do something about the pain. It doesn't have to be that way. And uh, relief factor is a great way to reduce pain, which is mostly caused by inflammation in the joints. And when you take it as directed, it could absolutely change your life. It's not a drug. It's something developed by doctors that reduces inflammation in your body. 70% of the people who take relief factor uh, keep on taking it. They keep on ordering it because they found that it works. So if you're living with pain, try their three-week quick start. It's only $19.95, and it's a trial pack. Go to relieffactor.com, or you can call them at 800-4-RELIEF. That's relieffactor.com. We'll be right back. All right. I, I mean, a lot of people, I don't know if you know what a furry is. I had to figure this thing out. You know, I had to learn a little while ago what a furry is. Um, you know, a furry is, uh, what, I mean, what, what, do you, what do you call that? It's the anthropomorphic arts, Brandon. It's where people get dressed up like yeah. you know, animals or cartoon characters or whatever. And Yeah, the, some, some elaborate costume to look, <laughs> I mean, yeah, like an animal. Some of them I've seen are actually quite intricate. I saw this, I forget... His name, but it was a Japanese fella who spent like $25,000 on like a super hyper realistic wow. wolf costume. And I got to admit, it kind of, it looked pretty real. I got to give him that. But uh, <laughs> as far as I knew growing what, what up. What kind of was, animal was it? It was a wolf. 
It looked like he might have okay. had a legitimate wolf skinned and just turned into a costume. But uh, but yeah, as far as I knew growing up, it was did always he like, did a, he like dry hump the air? Or did he dry hump the oh, air yeah. and oh, get a red video, rocket and just crawls around on drag all fours? his ass on the floor? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, the whole he's committed to the bit. Let's put it that way. When you spend twenty yeah. grand on a suit, you're committed to it. But I always yeah. understood it to be a kink. But now they're trying to be like, no, people just yeah. like dressing up in animal costumes. I don't know. The well, definitions have gotten weird. Well, the the bill that Ron DeSantis passed in Florida was about adult live performance. So uh, their legislation says any show, exhibition, or other presentation in front of a live audience, which in whole or in part depicts or simulates nudity, sexual conduct, sexual excitement, or specific sexual activities, lewd conduct, or the lewd exposure of prosthetic or imitation genitals or breasts. Can't do that. Can't have kids involved with any of that stuff in Florida. So now, um, this the in 2019, there was a study published in the Journal of the Archives of Sexual Behavior indicated that male furries, quote, tended to report a pattern of sexual interest involving anthropomorphic animals, both sexual attraction to anthropomorphic animals and sexual arousal by fantasizing about being anthropomorphic animals were nearly universal. Now, the anthropomorphic means that in the shape of a human, in the form of a human. So when you, like... You know, when you take a cartoon and, you know, make Wally Coyote have human characteristics, that's anthropomorphizing. And so basically uh, they're pissed off because the kids can't go to the convention. Listen, if you're getting pissed off because the kids can't come to your convention and you're doing an adult thing. I like I, like me, I don't want the kids at my party. <laughs> if I'm out partying on the yacht, you know, if I if I go down to the Gulf Coast of Texas and I go out on somebody's yacht, I mean, tonight I'm going to get on the boat. Um, and we're going to do like a little sunset cruise and we're going to bar hop at the lake over there and we're going to pop around. You know what? I don't want kids. I don't want kids <laughs> on the boat because I don't know what, what might happen out on the boat as the sun goes down. You know what I'm saying? Um, and I can't imagine wanting to have these exhibits and these conventions and these things. And then you get pissed off because the kids can't be there. I showed you yesterday what was going on at the hibbity bobbity bibbity boo, bibbity bobbity boutique at Disneyland where, you know, Nick, whatever his name was, was, you know, playing, you know, Princess Belle and showing the kids around and helping them try on freaking princess dresses. My God, look at this guy. It is, it is Nick. Nick the dick. <laughs> I'm one of the fairy godmothers. There he is right there, Nick. Oh, my God. I don't want anybody around this kind of nonsense. Yeah, it doesn't uh, it doesn't you know what help, I want to do. It doesn't help your argument that you're like, look, we're not trying to go after the kids, but we're very angry uh, they can't be at the furry convention. And my favorite part of that article <laughs> is the convention the people running the convention were like, Yeah, of course there's an area that's for the sexual kinks, but it's like in the back. Just uh, don't let the kids go back. Bro. They're like, Well, that's not a good excuse at all. Okay, so <laughs> You know, over there in uh, Navasota, I think it's Navasota, Texas, they have the Texas Renaissance Fair. All right. And I've done back when I was doing a cable television show, we went over there and did a, an, a segment from the Texas Renaissance Fair. And uh, um, it's an interesting deal. It's the second largest Renaissance Fair in the world. They have it every year over there, I guess, Navasota, which is, you know, near here, actually, uh, about 30 miles from here. And uh, after dark, there's, you know, Ren Fair after dark. You go back into woods. And there's some stuff going on back there. <laughs> we went back there. I mean, there's people howling at the moon. There's people beating on drums. They're sleeping in teepees. They're playing adult um, Jenga. 
Uh, the king gets to spank the girls. Um, it's a weird stuff going on back there, man. Uh, and I can I can tell you with some authority, there were no kids. There were no kids back there. Uh, now, there were all kind of kids at the Ren Fair while that was going on, but there were no kids out in the woods. None of that. Um, quite honestly, there were some things at the Ren Fair that the kids shouldn't be seeing either. <laughs> but uh, there was nothing going on. And, and like that stuff like that. It's like, it's, can you not just separate yourself? Because these deals with the pride thing and the whole deal. If they can't have the kids there, they're just canceling the whole damn event. I mean, that in and of itself ought to tell you where the problem is. They're canceling the whole thing. So, oh, we can't have this pride parade if the kids can't be there. Well, then screw it. We're going to cancel our pride parade. You would think you wouldn't want the kids to be there. Why the hell do you want the kids to be there? Why do you want to put pride shit? I mean, I, I've got a little social media clip that I'm I'm going to put out here pretty soon. about. It's a funny little deal, just kind of parodying all of this nonsense that's going on. And it's like, you know, Sarah Gonzalez was saying the same thing. Uh, she said, she I, won't, I don't want to give away her idea, but I'm going to. Uh, she said <laughs> she wants to get a shirt that says, you know, proud heterosexual and just walk around telling everybody why she's such a proud heterosexual. <laughs> and it's like, nobody does that. Nobody does that. Gay people don't even do that. I'm telling you, it's the loud ones. It's the ones that are continually raising their voices. That's the secretly perverse ones. For some reason, what's, I don't freaking know what the hell's going on, but damn, dude. Oh, cool. Let me show you this. Uh, let me see if I can reach it over here. i got to reach up here on my little counter. Uh, this is, I've been talking to you about this refuge ghost. This is what that looks like right here. You just pop it open and you can drop your phone in there. That's a, that's a Faraday cage right there. It's got soundproof panels on it. It's a cool wallet. And if you need to stop your phone from being a tracking device, I don't care if it's stalkers, the government, conversations you don't want people to hear. Let's say you're going into a high-level meeting and you want to be able to put this thing in there so people can't tap into your deal. And, and listen, it happens. This kind of stuff is out there. This is a cool little wallet from, um, it's, it's, uh, from Refuge Privacy. It's a pretty cool deal. And... Um, I like this thing, man. I, it's just—it's called a ghost sleeve. It's made in America. It's made from American buffalo leather. It blocks the 5G signals that other Faraday, Faraday sleeves often miss. And uh, it's the only one that blocks both the signal and the sound. And so they got the sound panels on both sides. And it keeps your conversations private. So it's not some clunky metal box. You know, I've told you about this. Look how thin it is right there. And uh, you put your phone in it, take it out throughout the day whenever you want privacy. So can't be too careful these days. So if you want to get one of these, visit refugeprivacy.com. Use code CHAD. I spell it Chad. Save 10% off your order. That's refugeprivacy.com. Promo code Chad for 10% off. And we'll be right back. All right, you know, guys, I uh, have a terrible sense of humor, but I ran across this clip. It's an old one, but I, you'll get a kick out of it. Play 14. A Boise, Idaho woman is considered a medical miracle. Laura Esterman was struck by lightning nearly a month ago, and she was considered officially dead. Thankfully, CPR from her mom revived her heart, but she laid in a coma for two weeks, and then she defied all odds and woke up. <laughs> well, obviously, there was a problem with that tape. She doesn't really sound like that. She doesn't remember the accent, but the evidence is clear. I am so sorry. <laughs> he tried so hard That's to what get through struck. it. <laughs> That's what getting struck by lightning will do to you. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, 
I read across that. And I was like, all right, we're all going to hell. Uh, <laughs> thanks for hanging out with us on the Chad Brather Show this week. Thanks for putting up with all of our technical glitches. And hey, thanks for hanging out with me at home. I do appreciate that. Um, look, I can even I can even change the colors back over here. Look, we go yellow, we go green, we go orange, we go blue. Look at all the little colors down here. Yeah, can you guys even see what I'm doing over here? I can even strobe these things. Uh, it's like a it's like a multimedia extravaganza in here so uh anyway thanks for hanging out with me at the house and uh, come see me on the road gonna be in uh, abilene gonna be in uh, lawton oklahoma gonna be in arlington texas gonna be in biloxi mississippi and in beaumont all those are coming up in the next couple of weeks so check it out uh chadpratherlive.com do not forget subscribe blazetv.com slash chad use promo code chad check out the second part of my interview my conversation with the legendary adam curry on overtime that will be up tomorrow and i hope you guys have a great weekend and our uh and uh, don't forget head over to 76forever.com and uh, support that asian electric bike i love y'all god bless you we'll see you on monday bye <laughs>